Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hey, everybody. Welcome into a dark Ryan Field. It's a late Friday night, Ohio State 52, Northwestern 3. This is Rapid Reaction brought to you by Byers Auto. I'm Austin Ward. This is Jeremy Birmingham. And uh, Berm, that's just about what everybody expected here. Ohio State talked about yeah. keeping the attention on this game, this, this road trip in the Big Ten. They took Northwestern seriously. They played them in the Big Ten championship game you know, 10 months ago. But they wanted to come out and dominate the game. And from start to finish, I think you can say they did that. But they still probably could have played better. But as you leave this stadium and they turn the lights off here, what do you think about this performance heading into Wisconsin? The thing for me is that I, I, I've been watching Ohio State a lot longer than you have. I've been watching them my whole life. And yeah. um, the reality is that I can't recall a time since probably 1998 when I've watched an Ohio State team play this good for this many games in a row and just flat out dominate people. Right. And I, I don't know why it's happening because obviously the talent <laughs> level isn't any significantly different than it was a year ago or in 2015 top to bottom this roster is obviously very good but there is a, a mindset in this team that is that is right at the moment and whatever they're doing uh, to prepare themselves for these football games to get themselves ready for <laughs> these tough matchups that you know every every week it's like well is this the time that they're gonna is this the week that they're gonna mess up <laughs> and it, it's not and I don't know why these guys that listen Northwestern we've got to talk about Northwestern because the reality is, all around this stadium, it says Chicago's Big Ten team. But what it should say is the Big Ten's high school team. Because this place is run by a bunch of amateurs. I can't I can't even do it. The, the sound from the press conference, the parking, the fact that it was 90% Ohio State fans here, this, this was embarrassing, I think, for the Big Ten. We'll talk about the game a lot more, but having to move the channel for the Big Ten, the paychecks that the league is cashing cannot possibly be worth this. The stadium has, something has to be done. Uh, we're sorry for some of the audio problems, the internet during the game coverage. Uh, that's That was out of our control. It was not us, I promise you. Uh, but Ohio State, you know, they manage that, right? Northwestern. Right. They're, they're doing a much better job of managing it than, than the media has today because they, they're able to block it all out. We can't. And, uh, you know, the reality is I can't believe this team this stadium this is in the same conference as what it is at ohio state yeah so and they didn't belong on the same field as ohio state right. as we talk about what happened here in 52 to 3 the rapid reaction brought to you by buyers auto uh you can look at it you came over to me in the fourth quarter we were down on the field and chase young was pretending to be in the marching band he had his helmet off jk dobbins was running around acting goofy and these guys i think they wanted to get the 24-hour celebration out of the way by the time the game was over because right. of what's coming with Wisconsin. But the way the way they did that, and what you said to me was, it only feels like you know three or four hundred yards of offense. Well, they could have done point, more. They, yeah. That was eight minutes to go in the fourth quarter, and they had 330 yards. And I said, you know, it's it's 38 to three. There's 330 <laughs> yards. It doesn't feel that great. And then I went to put my camera gear away, and I came back, and it was 52 to three, and the Buckeyes had 480 yards. So. Again, I mean, without Justin Fields on the field, without J.K. Dobbins yeah. on the field, the Ohio State backups 
had the ability to quick strike. I mean, Marcus Crowley, uh, Master Teague, the, the defense, the defense two interceptions, banks, yeah. seven banks, and Amir Reap. It, it's it just goes to show that f- the the improvement from in this roster from FAU to now because the backups played against FAU and looked like backups. And they looked like guys who didn't belong on the Ohio State football team yet. Yeah. And now they do. And that's scary for the rest of the Big Ten. It's really interesting to, to look at this game, and you talk about that yardage total. I mean, this is still a good Northwestern defense. Yeah, we, we all saw what they did. Again, I'm going to drop Wisconsin's name here. They really bottled up the Badgers in that game a few weeks ago. And, uh, you know, you said Ohio State, when Justin Fields is out there, 38 points. The game is completely in hand. They don't have to score 35 points to beat most teams as well as this defense is playing. But Justin Fields, I think, is continuing to take it to another level. The stuff that he was doing on third down and with his feet and buying time, he was he was magic out there tonight. Yeah. And he is getting better and better. But again, the nice thing is, is that there's things to work on, right? He put the ball on the ground twice. Ohio State obviously didn't have its full complement of offensive linemen. The, the receivers had a few drops early in the game. What you saw... Uh, there was a one-third down play. There was a, a third down play in the second quarter. Zamboni time over here on uh, Ryan Field. Where it was third and 14 yeah. after a holding penalty. And Justin Fields was like, I mean, it was like an, it was Houdini. And runs to his right, jump throws the ball 20 yards down the field to Olave on a, on a line. And, I mean, you could hear... They're, number one, there weren't a lot of <laughs> Northwestern fans here, okay? The ones that were here, they were completely demoralized by but that. But the, the people on the sideline during the game, the folks who were here for Northwestern, you could hear the, them go, oh my gosh, are you kidding? Because that moment, like, you realize they don't belong on this field with Ohio State, and and, and that is a, a marked improvement over what we saw last December because, yeah, Buckeyes beat them by 21 in Indianapolis, but that was that was not a, 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 a beatdown. Right. This was a, a full-fledged, thorough ass-kicker. I think... Uh, Pardon my... <laughs> I've had a rough day, folks. And, and I think you know, we're going to talk a lot about Wisconsin in the days ahead, but when you just look at this performance tonight, I don't know where you start. Even Blake Hobbiel nailed a 55-yard field goal. I was sitting next to Spencer Holbrook in the press box, and I said, there's no way. I mean, I've seen him miss, I think it was a 38-yarder a few weeks ago. Uh, he's been shaky throughout his career, and then he just... Maybe that's a career-turning moment, uh, defining moment for him, because everybody celebrated. Chase Young was out on the field, like high five and Blake yeah. Hobiel. I think everybody knows that at some point, if you're going to win the national championship, going to the college football playoff, you're going to need to make a field goal. It's actually pretty funny because um, while you guys were in the pro- post-game press conference with Ryan Day, Blake Hobiel got brought out, and we were talking to Blake, me, and a few of the other media guys, and asked him, you know. What did you? Th- what were you doing? Number one, like you just kicked a field goal. We get it; it's a long field goal, uh, but it was to put you up thirty-one to three at halftime and not to win the game. And he and he said that as soon as he went into the locker room, he apologized for for not congratulating the offensive lineman on the field. So he was like pretty mad at himself that he let himself get overrun with emotion. But the reality is, it it was a huge moment, and I. I, I said this uh, at Nebraska. It was a very similar situation at the end of the first half. And he would have had a long field goal, and Ohio State didn't let him kick it. And for Ryan Day to give him that opportunity now, after two easy misses in the last few weeks, chip shot misses especially yeah. compared to that, I think it, it's just another master stroke for Ryan Day of what he's doing. Urban Meyer was the psychological guy. We know that. But there is a, a, a definitely a component uh, of 
that love, that tough love that Ryan Day keeps talking about that is reflected in that sort of decision because they they could have done they could have just thrown a Hail Mary. But the weather, I guess, yeah. no well, wind, it, it I don't know. I think it's a it's a fair point because he he's starting to push some of those buttons as well. When you talk about unveiling a mantra, this white belt mentality for the Northwestern game, when you're a 27 and a half point favorite, I mean that's the one where you kind of you roll the ball out and you think Ohio State's going to handle their business, but he didn't let them even let up, you know, breathe for a second to know that Wisconsin was coming. So that I think is important and indicative of what you're talking about with the motivation, taking a little bit of a page out of the old Mickey Marotti slash Urban Meyer playbook there. Uh, if we're going to talk about anything that's maybe uh, a question mark out of, from this game or looking forward, we saw Thur Munford come out for warm-ups at left tackle, was not able to get the start, but Nick Petit-Friere, I don't know, up and down performance. He had a, a holding call early on. He missed a block that almost got Justin Fields uh, killed on the blind side. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it, it drives the point home that they're playing depth and Nick Petit-Friere is going to be a good player. But right now, they need their Munford healthy against Wisconsin's front seven, and they need Josh Alby back. Yeah. And I don't know if Josh Alby will be back, but Munford deserves a lot of credit for a game where they were hoping he wasn't going to yeah. have to play, and he did. Yeah, again, we talked to Nick post game, and he said that there was a plan in place to get there a couple series. I don't know if that was just coincidence that it happened after he really had a couple bad series in a row, or if it was just uh, that was the time they were going to do it. But I thought he regrouped, and I thought he played a, a much better uh, game after he got back in the game. But again, this Nick Petit Frere is a guy who was a five-star recruit coming out of the country, the number one ranked tackle in the country coming out of uh, Tampa Jesuit High School in Florida in the class of 2018. So uh, you know that he's a guy that they have really high expectations for. And I, you know, I, I think if, if you're looking at this, what, what the reality is you have to get these offensive linemen ready to go because clearly there's lingering issues with Thayer Munford. Yeah. There's issues with Josh Allaby. Brandon Bowen has issues. You have to get these guys ready. All right, they're about to Speaking turn of getting ready, yeah, we need to get ready to go. They're about to turn the lights out on us. Ohio State turned them out pretty early uh, at halftime. This game was over. It nice wound up being 52-3. to three. That was really good. This has been Rapid Reaction. That's Jeremy Birmingham. I'm Austin Ward. Thanks to our, our good friends at Byers Auto uh, for sponsoring Rapid Reaction. We'll be back all next week to preview the big one that's coming, Ohio State, Wisconsin, next Saturday in the Horseshoe. Thanks uh, for tuning in here at Letterman Road. We will see you next week. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.